only what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is enough because I'm scared if you see the real person, you'll say she's stupid and or she doesn't know what she's talking about or she's an airhead or that they'll confirm what this teacher said. And I didn't want that. So that was where my rewriting the story began. How do you show up in the world authentically? You just have to go right through fear and you have to be vulnerable. And that was the thing. I Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zainab Canoe Show, where we empower motherless daughters to change, to grow, and to heal. My name is Zainab, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time, please make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, follow me on Instagram, and join our Facebook support group at the Zainab Canoe Show. For my returners, thank you so much for trusting me and giving me a second chance. I am a motherless daughter due to toxic and non-existent relationship with my mother. And I have gone from broken to blissful and from pain to purpose. Yes. Let me show you how you can remother yourself. Hello. The biggest story that I had to rewrite was not being enough. And that was a hard one to rewrite because we all have that feeling of not being enough and I didn't know where it stemmed from. So I was tired of being fake to people because I was worried about what they thought of me. And so we had to kind of peel back the layers of like, where did it first stem from? Where is this feeling of not enough coming from? Where do I feel insecure? Where do I not feel smart enough? And so when I started to peel back those layers, I started to figure out that it was from my childhood. And like most of us have an insecurity, it all stems from our childhood. And it boils down to never being enough. And so we carry that into our beliefs in this day and age, and we act out those beliefs. So when I was acting out this feeling that people were looking at me and judging me and saying, well, does she really know what she's talking about? You know, that like insecurity, like who am I to tell people this? Or maybe I don't know enough. Let me hide behind my books and let me hide behind this. So when I peel back the layers in the, in, of the onion, I realized that it stemmed from a Catholic teacher that told me, they couldn't teach me. And from that, it started to feel like, well, I'm going to prove that you can, you know, I'm smart. And you're not going to put me in a room that's outside of the school because I had a learning disability. And I'm going to show you. So I'm going to go to law school, even though I don't want to. Mm -hmm. But it was this feeling that if I do this, if I do the next thing, if I'm going to be smart and they're going to think, they're going to see that I'm enough and they're going to give me that big stamp of approval. Um, and it wasn't until the later years that I realized that this carried through my whole entire life, this feeling of hiding behind only what I want you to see. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is enough because I'm scared if you see the real person, you'll say she's stupid and or she doesn't know what she's talking about or she's an airhead or that they'll confirm what this teacher said. And I didn't want that. So that was where 
my rewriting the story began. How do you show up in the world authentically? You just have to go right through fear and you have to be vulnerable. And that was the thing I started to do, showing up and being vulnerable and not hiding behind what I thought A person wanted, B person wanted. And when you can do that, there's this sense of like, okay, I, I, I'm on this planet for a reason. God gave me a gift and I'm not utilizing it. So if I can look at it through the second person and not look at it as myself or, you know, me, everyone's staring at me. And if I can look at it like I'm supposed to share these gifts because we all have a purpose in life and who am I to hide behind this wall if I don't share those gifts? I'm a firm believer in journaling and being raw and being completely honest with yourself, like all of it. So it went back to me, you know, like I said, being in Catholic school, standing there, the, the Catholic teacher telling me, we can't teach you, you're gonna go in an RV outside of the school mm -hmm. and watch everyone else go in, but you have to stay in this RV to, my later years, okay, following it up with teachers putting me in another room and other people saying, oh, that's the romper room to, you know, peeling back that layer, dating horrible men because I was trying to find self-worth through that. Like, if you think I'm great, you know, then the teachers were wrong. I'm, you know, if you, if you, if you love me or adore me and say that I'm awesome, then I'm going to believe you. So whatever they said, I believe. So, so rewriting it started with the inside. I started to get sticky notes and I started to put them all over in my car, on my window, everywhere I would see them to say that I am enough. I am beautiful, I am enough, and I am worthy. I would set my phone to go off every 30 minutes with the words, I am enough, I am beauty, I am strong. So I was reprogramming my mind because I was just seven. And at seven years old, someone told me, I wasn't smart. Somebody with authority said I wasn't meant for society, in my mind. So when you take that as a child, when you take those, whatever it is, you just package it differently. It could be, it could be rape, it could be, it could be mentally abused, verbally, all of that. Whatever package it is, it's still the same belief. And so your brain takes that on and it believes it to be true. So it will shield you from all of these things. It will shield you and it'll, it, it will not allow you to feel hurt because the mind keeps us to what is comfortable and familiar. And what is unfamiliar, the mind will be like, no, she's gonna die. Or, yeah, we're not gonna take her, no, no, no. So I started to reprogram my mind to be like, you are enough, you are, you are love, you are whatever it is. But the phone was very helpful. So every 30 minutes it would go off or whatever I said it for. Um, I think in the beginning it was 15 because I needed the 15 minutes. And then I graduated to 30 and then now I don't need it anymore. Um, but it would go off and it would just remind me I would take a second and I would pause and reflect and say, okay, you know, I read the words out so my mind listened to it. I began every morning with a gratitude journal, what I was grateful for. And it's not just like, I always tell my clients, I don't just say I'm grateful for my kids or I'm grateful for the breath and the air. I go really into it because you need to feel the experience so that it's real. So in other words, I would wake up in the morning and for five minutes, I would just sit, I am grateful for having another day. Why? 
So I could why and follow up with a why. So I would see, I'm grateful for having another day because I get to share my gifts with people. I get to touch people. I get, people get to teach me so much. I give it specifics because when you give it specifics, it's got meaning and it makes you happy and whole. I'm grateful for my kids, you know? So I go into, I don't just say I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for this. Okay, I'm done that exercise. Bye. Did it. Check check on my list. I go into detail. So it has meaning. Um, so I started doing that little bit of meditation in the morning and just showing up for myself, you know, being okay, not having it all together, not doing that judgment, you know, not the self sabotage, like woe is me. Um, not attaching to my story. You know, um, I think that we can get lost in our story sometimes and it can define us. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh Thank my you. gosh. My motherless daughters, welcome. Today I have with me Allison. Hi. Linebach, right? Yeah. You got it. You got it. I can say Linebach. So you're good. You're good. Oh my gosh. She is amazing. She is a yoga instructor. Tell them everything else you got going on because I checked out your website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am a rapid transformational therapist. And that is a hypnotherapist. Basically what we do, it's not the type of therapist that waves a wand and is like, you're going to stop smoking and life will be great. <laughs> Ooh, no, it's um, based out of a UK um, Marissa Peer. And basically what it is, is it gets to the root cause of what your issue is. So um, I have clients that are abused and we'll take them back to a scene, a cause that has all to do with why they're still doing what they're doing, like not having the best relationship or always self-sabotaging themselves and so we'll take them back to that and when they can see it from the eye of an older person it changes the story and the meaning so I'm a rapid transformational therapist I specialize in abuse um, and anxiety people I am a yoga teacher I'm also a Reiki healer and I believe in all modalities so the way that I coach clients is I use all of these modalities to help the person transform into what they're meant to be, whatever that is for them. Awesome. Yeah. Now, one thing I have to get from your website is the um, CBD oil. <gasps> yes. Now, my job do they do um, this uh, uh, drug screening random? So I wanted to ask about that. Mm -hmm. If I start taking that, because I saw the one for like stress and then sleep or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. If I take those, if they do a drug screen, would that show up? Absolutely not. Uh, um, the ones that I had, the one that I have, uh, Medical Mary um, and Green Roads, I actually met with them and had an hour long meeting, okay. tried everything. I only go with them because of the fact that they are U.S. based. I saw that. Their mm -hmm. soil is, everything is in U.S. and right. they have a third party looking at it that is not with them. So in other words, they have a guy come in, mm -hmm. look at all the crops and make sure it's THC free. Okay. And they're not that's being what it paid is. by them. Okay, good, good. So good. there is zero THC in it. Zero. Okay. I give like, it I to my to... daughter. Oh, okay, good. I do. My daughter is 12 years old. She, um, too, has anxiety, and we're working with her right now. But I give her the chill in the morning, and she, she, she doesn't, she's not on medication. She's only on this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So 
I will put her information below for you to check out her website if you want to order. And you can schedule um, private sessions. I saw that. Yes, yes. Yes, I you can schedule private sessions with her. So it doesn't matter if you are in California or you're yeah. in Australia. You can do it via... Yes, Skype or Zoom. Yep. Perfect. So today we're going to be discussing rewriting your story. We're also attached to it. It's like it becomes like a, a, a diamond yeah. in a in a you know, like you take it everywhere. It's like you take that bag, you drag it with you everywhere you're going. Like, woo, this is me, this is what happened to me. You know, like in my case, I was molested so many times, I was rejected, I was hurt. But that's not my story. That's it's a part of me, something that happened, but it's not my life. So tell them what is this whole rewriting your story about? I know you just gave them a sample of how your personal story went, but like, what exactly is rewriting your story? How can they go about doing it? So, some of the things you have to understand, uh, journaling. First, get out a book, you know, go get a fancy one. I always tell my clients, get this really nice one that resonates with you. If you have to touch it, if you like the smell of leather, if like it has glitter. little yeah, gl <laughs> glitter, um, like crystals, whatever it is, get a fancy, fancy journal. It's going to make you want to write in it. Um, and be honest with your beliefs. Are you that person that is attached to the story? Because that's all you know. And how do you get above I'm, I'm the abuser. I was abused, you know. Um, I, I, get out I, that victim mentality. Victim mentality, yes. I was also abused at a very young age. Um, and it wasn't until I found yoga that I, I had blocked out all of the things that had happened to me at such a young age. And when I was on my mat, all of a sudden I started seeing visions of things. And when I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a man. I'm seeing things happening to me. And it just came out because... You know, yoga gave me the freedom to just release, release. I guess, and see the one thing you, you, you need to know that it's not your fault that you are saying the victim. It's not your fault that you carry this story around. I'm going to go get a little geeky on you. you. Your brain, there's this amygdala, right? And the amygdala wants to keep you away from dying. But see, the amygdala is really drama. It, it is over the top. Everything they think you're going to die on. So if you've never experienced something new, it's going to tell you, you die, you're dying and it will, it will keep you from doing that. So I'll give you an example. If you, let's say coming on live here, you've never done a live Facebook or whatever, but you really want to, and that you, you, you put it on your calendar and you're ready to go do it, but you never do it. The reason why is because you've never, you never did it before. So the amygdala is thinking, wait a minute, we've a never been, yeah, we haven't been through this situation. So it go like, think of it like a guy and it goes down and it goes down to the files and it goes through your files in your brain. It goes through these files. It goes through these files. And it's like, no, she's never been on Facebook. So, so she's going to die. So it confirms to the conscious mind, look, we don't have any data that she's on Facebook Live. There's no data here. So the conscious like, yeah, okay, no data. She's going to die. So it sends signals that to protect you because it thinks that you, obviously you're going to die. But, but you're not. So what you have to do is make the things that are unfamiliar, familiar. Every day, repetition, just like I said, when I, you know, started putting, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough, and, and setting my, my clock and, and, and making sure the timer went off, you need to start making things that are unfamiliar, familiar. 
So how do you do that? How do you know how who are you without that story? You know, it's like you have we? to undress yourself. You, it, you literally kill that old part of yourself. You kill that old part of yourself. And then you got to relearn who you are all over. Figuring out what do I want? What do I like? What kind of life do I want to be? Just like what we just talked about trauma on the last week's episode. is you have to figure out what you want and how you want to go about it. For you to detach yourself from that story. Or else you'll be carrying that story with you everywhere you go. You will become exactly that. Because you become what you constantly repeat yeah. over and over and over again in your mind. And like I told you last week, what I do is I introduce myself to things. I go to places by myself because I want to introduce my mind to something new. I try different activities. I talk to different people. I like meeting people. That's like one of my favorite things. So these are the things that I had to do to get away from my story because my story was, this is who I am. I have been molested. I was this. I was that. I'm not enough. You know, my mom used to tell me I'm not light skin enough, blah, blah, blah. And so when I would look at myself in the mirror, that is all I saw. I saw that until I started. It's so crazy when I, I didn't know I was rewriting my story. I just thought I was doing affirmations Uh when I started telling myself like, you know, I am this, I am Uh that, I I am am that. And I started like literally my perception, my vision, everything changed. So it's like, you have to do that. Like in order for you to get away from your story, your story cripples you. It keeps you exactly where you are. It's a form of protection at the end of the day, but it protects you from living your best life. But also, you know, I think the most thing with our story, you have to forgive. And that's a hard one. We're going to talk about that next week. Yeah, you have to forgive because if you can't forgive, then you can't show up who you are. Your story made you. It got you to, to, to do all these wonderful <laughs> things for all these people. So it, in a way, like I, I always tell people that if we can look at the events in our lives that are not happening to us but for us, it changes our hold on it. And I know you're y'all looking at me like, oh no, it ain't happening to me. That I didn't want to happen to me, you know, for yes. me. I know it is at hard. the time you don't feel like no, it. but if you look at now wherever you are, what are the positive things that 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 are transpiring because of X? And if there aren't any for you, let's make them. And so the like I said, do the gratitude every morning. Get specific. The second thing that I did was I started to visualize what I wanted my life to look like. Yes. And I didn't just do, I would love a beach house. No. 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 I had Specific. to be, yes, yes, the smell. Like I woke up in the morning at 7 a.m. The alarm goes off and I hear the ocean outside of my window. I walk down to smell coffee and my dog greets me. I take the out the emotions, leash. All of it. All your senses. How you want it. Because everything that you are doing everything that you see in your world right now is your creation and I know you may not believe that but I'm telling you what we see we create our energy everything that you see is is what you're creating so if you want to create something better you need to write it you need to read it you need to believe it because when you what you see you put out and you receive for for real but and forgiveness, and that's a hard one until until you can forgive yourself. You have to start with yourself. Have to. You have, have to. to. So you cannot forgive. 
if no. you don't know how to forgive yourself. So if no. you're mad and angry at yourself, you have to work on you. At first, I used to go, oh, I forgive. I forgive. Yeah, you don't really and it, no. no, I know. I do the same thing. It's like, <laughs> it was a fake forgive, like, hope in the universe would catch on me. Yeah. It's like a thing you do, like, I love, I'm doing I something good. Yeah. Don't forgive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I see the person, I'm yeah. angry. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but wait a minute. Did but I those are your triggers, that? and those are your lessons too. You know, I always say when when I'm angry at something or something shows, or I see a person that just really, I'm like, why do I not like them? And and it and then I go back. It's a trigger because it's something in my past reminds me of that. Oh yes. So there triggers. are biggest. There are biggest. So I'm like. I know why it's not about you. It's really about me and my, my whole trust issue. Uh, my whole thing that you're trying to take advantage of me because of, you know, all of those things. Yeah. So they always come up. It's recognizing them and, and, you know, being okay, forgiving yourself. It's not your fault and you don't have to live your whole life a victim or in hell. You know what? Talking about that, is mm-hmm. it like a, that whole victim thing? Mm-hmm. That's a comfort thing. I feel. Yeah. You know, it's a place that we stay to just, it's like not taking ownership of your life. The victim is, is like, we want to hold on to that victim because it's like, I know this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is my shit. And, and if I let it go, then I'm going to get new shit. And I don't know about that shit. So I'm going to stay in this shit because this is familiar. And that's, that's what I feel it is. You know, it's the, it's the whole, it's your tagline. Who are you without that thought? Your tagline. Yep. It is. And it was mine for so long. Like it was, you know, until I finally was like, you know what? I had to, I had to be open and, 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 and share from a different perspective and just say, you know what? This is how I'm feeling. This, you know. I'm not stupid. Like an example would be how you can go about this. And, and, it, and if truth or, or, or whatever is your issue, you know, just showing up and, and speaking your voice. Because women, as women, we don't speak our voice. We allow others to take because we have this guilt thing that was torn from from childhood. Women should be this. Yes. Men should do this. I'm so sick and, of yeah, that. Yeah. And, and the label. And so yes. we carry that label to now. And we're like, well, I don't want to hurt his feeling. I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt their feelings. And mm-hmm. I have to be everything because that's what, no. Women are, are so strong. We're so powerful. And if people would stop thinking that we're only this way and men are only this way and let us let us shine and let us do our, our part. It, it would change the way people see women. And men. We're not labels. We're human beings mm-hmm. with emotions, men and women. Yes. And sharing vulnerably and sharing openly, you're able to knock down some of those walls. So I had to, I had to face my fear and just start doing that. And it just starts little. And when you do it, you see how you feel. It, it starts trickling. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. Everybody, and the people are like, all right, you talked enough. I don't need to hear you anymore. Like, but I need you to know. You're giving them permission. When you become vulnerable, you give others permission. So for um, my motherless daughters that are, are so terrified of yoga. Now, I did yoga, okay? And mm-hmm. I did it in college, and then I stopped. And then I, I go back and forth, back and forth with mm-hmm. it. And at home right now, I do it like when I wake up in the morning, sure. stretches and stuff like that. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's crap. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to do anything. Oh, Talk to okay. them about the impact of yoga. I will. Okay. If you learn nothing from me today, you never have to see me. I'm <laughs> telling you to get on your mat. Here are the things that you need to do. The, the first, 
the, the gratitude, absolutely you need to do. You need to program your phone, absolutely. I'd like you to go on YouTube and find a meditation. It's called the six phase meditation. It's a gratitude meditation. Absolutely, hands down, it's what I refer all my clients to. He's a wonderful person. It's called the six phase meditation. It's probably about 15, 20 minutes, but if, if please do it every day for one week. Just, just do one, give me one week. You will see a transformation. You will start to be happier. Your life will start to feel fulfilled. And then you get on your mat. The reason why some people are fearful of yoga is because I, I believe anyway, that they see the, the magazines, the, 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 the Lululemon, the thin younger, you know, mm -hmm. that are so super flexible. And it's kind of like this tribe of, of trendy white girls in a way, you know, and, and, and so they're like, Oh, I'm not flexible enough or I'm not, it's not, I, for you know, me. It's not that's not, that's not for me. I mean, I get tons of people being like, I would love to try yoga, but I'm not flexible. I'm like, okay. It's not. You don't need to be flexible. You don't need to be skinny. No. Yoga will yoga will get you flexible. It will open your body up in ways you never knew. That's a byproduct of yoga. But what happens to you on the mat, your body is energy. And there's a reason why it's a 5,000-year-old tradition. It's a reason. Because it works. It's not a fad. And the reason why it works is because it's opening up all areas of your body. So we walk one dimensional and we maybe we lift weights or whatever. Yoga, you're using your whole body. So I always tell people, it's like, you know, you have suitcases and your suitcases are your hips and they're the issues in your tissues, right? And so maybe the right side is your, your work. Maybe the left side is your kids. The back side is your husband, boyfriend. I don't know. I call it the back side. I put him right on my butt. But and so when you move the body, you start to open that up. And when you open it up, you begin to relax. You cry on your mat. There's this thing that I can't explain because it's so specific to everyone and it's, it's individualized to you. So whatever that is for you, it just happens organically. And so you get on your mat and you just breathe and you move and you can go on YouTube and you can look up yin. It's called Y-I-N for nighttime. It's a couple poses, just stretching, open your body up. You don't have to go into a yoga studio right away. You could just do it at home. Tons of, um, tons of people gravitate toward it. Uh, alcoholism, a lot of abuse women, a lot of anorexia because it's the one place that they feel that they can come home to non-judgmental non-judgmental and it is it is for me it is my church it's my saving grace because it opened me up to so many things so there's a lot of people with trauma that come to yoga because it's the one place it's the one place that does not judge it does not judge you can walk in there 500 pounds you can walk in there you know just who you are in, in, in poor whatever does matter it's a safe place it is it totally is a safe place it, it allows you to be vulnerable I had a client come in and um, I was like, I was over, I'm like, okay, you are getting a divorce and he is a narcissist. She's like, how did you know? And I was like, because I can feel your stuff. So I can just feel, and, and so you'll have a different Reiki session with different practitioners. Um, I just really work with your chakras. Oh my gosh, that was so great. Like just talking about how, you know, the yoga is a safe place. Mm -hmm. Now for 
someone that has never ever tried it i know you just talked about you know some of the things that they can check out on youtube mm -hmm. what you know like what is the first kind of yoga can they just go into any yoga session or is there like the beginners like what should they do yeah I, honestly if you are if you're trauma and you know you've had abuse or anger or all of that i would strongly suggest finding any class that is restorative or yen just giving you time now if you are type a person then i'm gonna say go to vinyasa flow vinyasa flow is a moving meditation it's what i teach it's a hot yoga um Ooh, i tried that you detoxify the body you sweat and you oh yeah breathe. yes right and 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 so i love that but you know when i first i, I gravitate now towards the end it's just Everything is on the ground, it's stretching, but it's holding the poses for like three minutes and it opens up your connective tissue. But when I say three minutes, you're not like in a warrior. You're on the ground, folding forward and, <laughs> and breathing. And, and you know what? You draw your senses inward. And sometimes drawing your senses inward can be really scary. But it forces you to kind of sit and know that all, all is good. And the tea, you know, they have beautiful candles. It's just, it's a, it's an inviting place. That's why I said, check that out on, on YouTube. I'm plugging YouTube all, all the way. But um, <laughs> Y-I-N, um, you imposes for evening. You're going to notice you're going to have better sleep. Your complexion's going to look better. You're just going to feel overall healthy. And for the people who are scared to just come in, I'm going to say just, just maybe that's your first fear that you face. Walk in. Walk in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you start doing those little things, you know, it doesn't become so scary. And don't, when you walk in, if you're going to do it, don't say, well, you know. I don't know. I don't. I, Should I? I? Yeah. And then, or, or you say, well, I was told I have to do this. So I'm <laughs> yeah, to take away from it, lessen it. Like, I've uh, never heard that one before. Oh, yeah. Because it lessens the feeling of them actually doing it. So oh. they're like, oh yeah, this, you know, I was on a podcast and Allison told me I should do this as my fear. So I'm coming in to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> so then it's like, them really not doing it. So you need to really go and do it. And don't mention my name at all and tell them that you're doing this because you're facing your fear. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah because it hilarious. takes it away. You know, we, we, you know how we always follow things up with an excuse, you know? I do. Yeah. Sometimes. And like, or this person made me do it. So I'm here, you know, because the, she made me. Or, yeah. Get your friend. And then, and she then made it me do it. your responsibility. So it's not really us doing it. It's giving yeah. us an out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited, though, um, to try the CBD. I'm yes. going back to that. Yeah. I am going to try that. Yeah. Um, also, I haven't been in your studio for a minute now, so I have to go back and do the hot yoga. The hot yoga is ridiculous. Yeah, I love like, it. I was like, Lord, the first time I said, sweet Jesus, Oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? But when I left, I think I slept so well. Yeah, and you know, I think the reason why, you know, also with victims, when they seek out yoga and they come to their mat, it's the one, I wanted to say this before, it's the one place where you feel you have control over everything. Like, it's the one place that they can control. They may not be able to control their weight that day. They may not be able to control if they're going to have a drink the next day. They may not be able to control the thoughts of the abuse or whatever. But in that room you're silent and you're listening to your breath and you're moving with your body and, and you're just one and that's all that matters so i think it gives you permission to let go give yourself permission yes to let go please please just let go yeah just what i did just drop the bags somewhere mm -hmm. and go and keep it moving what's the difference between yoga and reiki 
Okay, Reiki is energy healing, so I am, I have, I can feel energy, and, and you can never get a bad Reiki session, like I can never take on your energy, or you can never take on mine, uh, no devil's coming out of you, or anything like that. It, <laughs> That's it, what I was afraid of, yeah. I was like, oh, someone's energy on me, you yeah. know, I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Only, it's only yours, so I come in and I use um, chakra healing, so I use crystals, and you have, you know, this is, this is you have seven chakras and they, they go up and down. So when one is blocked, you know, I open that up. So what I will do is I have crystal singing bowls. I play them. I then figure out what is blocked. You have crystals on you. And then I'll take my hands and I'll go through right here at your ears, over your eyes, your throat chakra for your ability to speak your truth. Um, your heart chakra, your solar plexus is your powerhouse. That's also your sexual energy. And for those of you who have been abused, that's where we kind of shut down. You know, we don't like our bodies. We hide our bodies. Maybe we, when we're having, you know, intercourse or whatever, we feel ashamed. And though that's from abuse. And, and that's where that sits. Um, so I will clear all that. And sometimes you can feel heat on your body. Sometimes you will feel coolness. Um, sometimes you may not feel anything. Um, but I'm able, I'm able to, to, to feel what's going on in your body without you having to tell me. Like I had a client come in and, um, I was like, I was over, I'm like, okay, you are getting a divorce and he is a narcissist. She's like, how did you know? And I was like, cause I can feel your stuff. So I can just feel energy. And so you'll have a different Reiki session with different practitioners. Um, I just really work with your chakras and, and, and I can feel things. And that was one of the things that I used to suppress because I thought, oh my God, what if I get it wrong? What if I tell them something that isn't real? Then, then, then I've, I've crushed them. And so my mentor used to say, you know, the one advice she gave to me was like, who are you to decide what they should hear or not? And it's so true. Like, oh, that's powerful. Yeah. And I was like, Right, I'm controlling the situation. Like I've yeah, always we done. always because uh -huh. we want to be right. Yes, you, know, you yeah. don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because that's what I didn't. I never wanted to hurt anyone's feelings over conflict or any of that. Um, so that that's Reiki. It's usually about an hour. But some people come in just for thirty minutes. Some people just need a clearing and and want to find um, you know wholeness. I had a woman who was abused. She didn't want to, you know, be, and, and they always give me permission to talk this story except with their name. So I'm sharing this openly because she agreed to it. Um, she was abused and she, her husband was wonderful, but she couldn't trust him. She couldn't be open. She didn't know how to just surrender herself to the love because it's unfamiliar. Right. And she was ashamed. She just was shameful of her body. And so we had the Reiki session and her, she was like, oh my God, I'm she felt so many things. She was laying there and she was seeing images of all of her past, of all of her loved ones. And that filled her heart to know that she is loved. Wow. And so when she saw it, she's like, it's so crazy. I haven't seen these images since I was a child. And so I can't control what the person does or feels or whatever. I don't have that. They, that whatever's going to come to them is going to come to them. You know, Reiki goes to the area that needs it the most. It's an old ancient Chinese thing that has been around for almost as long as yoga, even longer. Wow. So wait a minute. Okay. First of all, we got to go back. Yeah, go ahead. The whole guy with the divorce situation, like, mm -hmm. what did you feel? Like, I don't understand anger. this. Anger. anger. What does anger heart. feel like? Oh, anger. Anger's anger. Like for me, I can. <laughs> so when I go to her heart, it was anger. 
and 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 not open. Is it a lot of heat? Like I can't describe it. It's just a feeling that I know. It's anger, and mm. I know that it's and so I I can see it, and I don't know if it's male or if it's anger or family. And then when I come to no 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 no, it's 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 this dude. Mm -hmm. Then I say it. It's kind of like a thing that I go back and forth. It's, it's okay, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. So was he receptive? Like her, the, the no, woman. That no, made? the guy first with the divorce. Was he? Oh, it was a woman. It was a woman. And I said her husband. Or I'm like, are you going through a divorce right now? Okay. He's a narcissist. She's like, how did you know? Yeah. Oh, he yes, he's a narcissist. Yeah. So was she receptive? She like cried. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. She cried. It was a release for her. And then I did um, rapid transformational therapy on her. And we did a 90 minute session to let her know that she's enough to find love that she's worthy. Cause she attracted yeah. men that were just like her father in hopes to change the outcome. So women, if you're dating shitty men and look at your father or your mother, because it's one of those and it's probably, you know, they, they, they may not be the alcoholic that your mom or dad was, whatever that is. They may not have that one thing, but I guarantee you they have the other traits because we always go to what's familiar and we live in our childhood like self and we try to recreate the scene you don't do this you know consciously but you'll go the and subconscious is always in control yes and you'll try to recreate it because you want the outcome of of not feeling like it was your fault you want that you want to change them because if you can change them then it wasn't your fault that mom or dad was, were an asshole and that's exactly what we do i did it too i was date i dated crappy guys because i just that was what i, I was trying and trying that's all i knew my dad was an alcoholic because you wanted to validate mom, that you were enough and they were wrong yeah and my mom you know she wasn't around so it, it just was that it was me trying to recreate or, or feel love and go anywhere i could so um so so we did a rapid transformation on on her i took her back to scenes i i had her see love that she deserves everything and now she listens to the recording for 21 days because it takes 21 days for your brain to um change a habit mm -hmm. and and that was it so yeah i have to do a session with yeah you. it's really good you release all of it because you know we hope when when you can see so with abuse if that's where they want to go and they don't want they want to love and they don't want to feel that anymore i'll take them back to the scene the root the cause that has all to do with them feeling that they can't move on in their lives and they'll go to the scene but they won't relive you won't relive it it's like watching a video you know and you're just watching it you're not reliving it you're just seeing it on a screen and there's something powerful because i give you back your voice there you get to see him and you get to say whatever you want and and it's so powerful because in your it, you, you're aware of everything going on too by the way like you're not going to walk out naked in my room and just like woohoo never, never. <laughs> Um, no, I promise I would never do that to you. Uh, but they get to, you get to talk to that herder or that mom that was such a B-I-T-C-H, right? You get to say everything that you wanted to say to her. And then with, if it's your mom or whatever, that was a terrible mother, you know, I give her the voice to, to, to make it whole. And we reprogram like, I'm sorry, it was all me. I'm selfish. I love you. And like, it's just so transformational because you, you get to have that with that person, whether it's the abuser or whether, you know, the mom that wasn't there or, or the father or the alcoholic, because we all think it's us, you know? Yeah. You, so you, yeah, you did, you do. Kids say it take, you know, when kids go through trauma, like we discussed last week is that, you know, the, um, brain development 
you end up with a delay with kids and it takes a while for them to process so all they know is well it's me it's my fault it's my fault this happened to me it's my fault my dad is not here it's my fault my mom it's like they just internalize everything and to just make it their own and now you have an opportunity to just let all of that go and they create they create another disease they'll mm -hmm. create anxiety out of that oh yeah um adhd because their their brain is shutting down with when they're you know in a trauma and it gives them something to hold on to like the anxiety is a trigger for them to escape yeah and then they keep and then that anxiety holds on i had a guy who was a nail biter and he bit his nails predominant lawyer and but like down wow. to the core and when we went back to the scenes it was it was it was a mechanism because he was so stressed and, and we found, mechanism mm -hmm. and so it stuck with him and when he when he saw that he wasn't that seven-year-old boy or three-year-old person that he's a grown man you know it changed the story just like abusers when i say the abuser well what if that man did that to you now what would you do they were like, I, I kicked the effing shit out of them. And I'm like, yeah, you what, right? You're not that little kid anymore. Right. And they're like, yeah. When you can see, when you, you know, it sounds so easy, but when you're under, your subconscious mind's like, oh, yeah. I would kick their ass. Of course I would. You know, and, and it just doesn't give it any more weight. Yeah. And you walk out lighter and freer and you're like, okay, I know this happened to me, but it's not going to continue to happen to me. Meaning that story, I'm not going to drag it around like your suitcase, like you talked about. Rewrite your story. I promise you, it's like it's life changing. It was for me. So please, me too. Don't ignore it and think that oh well, you know, it, it well it worked for them. It's not going to work for me. No, mm. it will work for you too. I promise you. Okay. So I want you to tell them about your studio, your website and where they can reach you. Instagram, Facebook, okay. all that good stuff. I'm terrible at knowing all my hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what you can do is you can, my studio is Serenity Yoga Studio. If you're in the Middletown, Delaware area, it's S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y. OGA studio. So it's Serenity Oga, one Y, um, studio.com. And my telephone number, you can reach me at via text or you can call 302-373-7538. And my website is just Allison Leinbach.com. <laughs> so it's Allison, A-L-Y-S-O-N-L-E-I-N-B- a-C-H.com. And you're going to put it up after? Yes, I am. Oh, awesome. well, this is for the audio part. That's why I wanted them. Oh, cool. Yeah, for the audio part, uh, for iTunes. Yeah, so that gotcha. they can, You know, because just in case they're like, oh, I didn't hear it and all yeah, that yeah, good yeah. stuff. So what is your one word for my motherless daughters for hope? Well, to encourage them. What's your one word? One word. I'm Italian. I need more than that. <laughs> um, you're, you're enough. <laughs> Forgive. Try, no, no. I got it. One more. Trust. Trust. And why? Because we're not put on this earth to fail. We're not. And if you can look at it like that, that I'm not put on this earth to fail. God, spirit, universe, whatever. I, I'm not here to fail then all those things that you're scared to do or all those things you're scared to pass through these new territories, you know, you'll go through them because you know you're not meant to fail. It's us that keep us back. When you can, I, I always say F fear, but I like to say the F, like, so F fear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Sorry, now I'm sad. I'm like the I'm like the, the dirty talk of yogi. I just I, I, I have a very oh you know, my I, gosh. I tell it like it is. That's one of my things yes. that I didn't do. I will tell you like it is not in a rude way, in a loving way, because I think that so many of us like just sugarcoat things and it's mm-hmm. it's time to just They're be putting glitter on shit. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm, I hate yes. I hate that. Yeah. Don't like be good. Don't put glitter on my shit. Yeah. Let me deal yep. with my shit as it is. Yep. See now I, I got wanna... you cursing everyone. <laughs> So, why should they listen to Empowering Motherless Daughters podcast? Oh my gosh, because it's advice that I w- that you wish you would have had when you were younger, for sure. This is your journal. This is your life. Like these are things. These are tools that you're getting. That oh my gosh, if we would have had when we in our age, but growing up, imagine how different it would be. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, because you're talking about it, you're doing the work, and you owe it to yourself. All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you love this episode, please, please, please share it with someone in need of healing. Share it on all social media platforms or just plain old text messages, okay? Subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on Instagram. Join our Facebook support group page and subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Zainab Canute Show. Thank you for all the love and support. Until next time, be so good, be so kind, be so patient, and be so loving to yourself.